What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nevermate Varsity. My voice is quickly leaving me, and I hope I can hang on to it throughout this very vocal intensive thing that I'm doing right now. <laughs> the podcast but that you're doing. <laughs> my name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. What's up, everybody? I am depressed. And you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at DRivera1222. Hello again, everyone. It is Maverick. I regret to inform everyone that I was sent to Va- to Wham Hollow this evening. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. On the as way home? To, as if today on the way wasn't... home. So, yeah, it encapsulates <laughs> oh just a, over, a very bad, not fun day. <laughs> Maverick Hearts, uh, no good, terrible, awful, very bad day. Jesus. Uh, my name is Aaron. My voice is also quickly leaving my body along with my soul. Uh, At least you have one. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. I mean, dadgummit, though. I was a week and a half away. Like, last year I went in, like, the first week, and I was just okay with it. But this year I tried really hard, and then it just came on the radio on the way home, I was already in my feelings, and then I just hear it, and I just just fell. It was the icing into a state of depression. It was the icing on the cake. So, full disclosure, it is ten forty at night on Sunday. So this will probably be a most definitely be a truncated version of Never Made Varsity. None of us really watched football today. I was. I don't know where I was going with that sentence. I'm tired. Uh, so we're so just going to put our energy into Carolina basketball. And what a mistake that was. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> wow. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to do a little basketball talk. We're going to do a little Star Wars talk uh, before um, the new movie drops on Thursday night. And then we're going to get out of here. Just a short tidbit for your commutes this week. Yeah. So... Aaron, Maverick, and I went to the game in Carmichael playing in the band. Um, Let's talk about Carmichael. Uh, I mean, we've all been in there before. Oh, yeah. Supporting the the Lady Tar Heels. Women's basketball, volleyball. Gymnastics, wrestling. Atmospheres overall, but never one, I think, for men's basketball. I think the closest it came... There was a when we played in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I want to say my sophomore or junior year when we played Ohio State and hit the game winning shot. That was probably the was that Jamie season. Cherry the Cherry yes. Bomb the yes. Cherry Bomb. Oh man, that was probably the closest say that. I heard it. But I say the or UNC I would Duke also game say that, my senior year. Yeah, I was gonna say that Duke game when Leah Church <laughs> caught fire from three and we had the buzzer beater to send it to OT. <laughs> Sorry, I'm dying. Yeah, At least we so, have our health. The barely. There <laughs> was a uh, a pretty good atmosphere in the first half. It's probably the loudest I've heard Carmichael. I would uh, say at its best. It. Yeah, at its best it was really good. And at its worst it was what you would expect a much smaller arena with a mid-game docile Carolina crowd. 
David, how did the game flow on TV? Um, it just felt like we. I can I I can talk about game flow and everything, but honestly, it just looks like we're absent of like everything that makes us Carolina basketball, and I don't know what that is. Like, you could just tell. Like, at first it was fine. Like, first half, like, you could see, like, Jeremiah Francis was doing stuff. KJ was doing stuff. And it wasn't all terrible. But, like, all those things. Like, we send three guys into the paint when someone drives. And it always leaves somebody open. And it just happens that the spirit of Fletcher McGee was haunting us. And, like, it just it's never going to leave. It, 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 like, what's his name? Storm something? Like, I don't know. Yeah, something Storm crazy. Murphy, I believe. Storm Murphy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just stupid stuff like that. And, and I don't know what the answer is. And it was coming across on TV. And just watching this team try to play offense is just so brutal, especially against one of the worst defensive teams in college basketball in Wofford. They are not good defensively. And we still cannot play offense. It's it's really, like, concerning. And it just is so fr- – I can't lie. Like, I turned away – like, I turned off the TV a couple of times. Like just turned away and, and just didn't watch, hoping that something would happen, and it never did. Yeah, the the times in the first half where it was working, we looked like Carolina. We were pushing the tempo. The ball was getting up the court quick, and we were finding good looks um, early in the shot clock, and it looked good. And I was encouraged for a little bit, but we. We only did it for about three minutes. It was the stretch between the under-16 and the under-12 timeout. And we just can't keep that energy and that focus for an entire 40 minutes. And the margins on this team are super thin. And they just aren't good enough to not play their best all the time. Especially when... Our star player, Cole Anthony, was not playing today and it was announced just before the game. He's out indefinitely with knee injuries. Leaky Black also did not play due to re-aggravation of his foot injury. And then they did go ahead and officially confirm that Sterling Manley is also out for the season. So we don't have – we're quickly lo- losing very valuable people on this team. That uh, That's definitely something to bring up as well, that we lost a, very, a lot of production – Overall, it's shades really of 2010. It's very disheartening. Oh God, it's really disheartening. It really is. We might get more games than Carmichael. <laughs> we, we have to play another game than Carmichael because I don't think they want to make that the last game. We are quickly punching our ticket to the little dance, <laughs> the itty bitty dance. Yeah, it's. You can't look at this team and say, like, yeah, this team's going to go to the NCAA tournament. Not right now. Not right now. It's it's disgusting. It's disgusting. At the, towards the end of the game, it was like a a minute something left, like a minute 40 left. We were down four. And we had, I think, Jeremiah Francis, Anthony Harris, Andrew Playtech, KJ Smith, and Garrison Brooks on the court. And I looked at Adam, and I was like, do you think, like, this lineup on the court, does this look like a lineup that can win this game? (laughs) It's like, it's It's so bad, but it's true. It's so bad. 
Like, this team just is going to be very hard to win if that's what it's going to be. It's just this week has just felt like just like these past couple weeks, like between UNC soccer and then like Trenton Simpson decommitting or not decommitting, but like flipping commitment. It's not even that, but like he was heavily leaning Tar Heels and he goes to Clemson. The rug got pulled out from under us. At like 11.59 p.m. Like Like 30 seconds after he got an offer. Yeah, just like stuff like – and then, you know, Carolina basketball is just like going through it. And I just don't know what the answer is. And like for as how for how frustrated that I am about it, I always try to think about how like the players and Roy, like how frustrated they are. And I'm sure they are. And I know that they're looking for the answers. And I trust that they are working diligently to find the answers and they just, they just can't find it. And having Cole Anthony out is obviously a big part of that. And having Leaky Black out is obviously a big part of it. But if you can't tell me – that we shouldn't still be, you know, Wofford. It's just it's it's frustrating. I think even yeah. if we had end up winning that game, we would have still found a way to not be excited because, again, it was a not very good defensive team, and I mean, by all means, not a highly ranked team in terms of like basketball record and, and stats, but and then but still ended up even struggling against them. I mean, granted, again, we did have our star player out and such, but I did want to just. Going back to just the overall offensive struggles, I put it in our uh, Twitter DM. Uh, but uh, Brian Ives, who works for ESPN, was is a Tar Heel alum, was talking about how this is one of the most, by the stats, one of the worst offensive teams in program history. Uh, some of those stats, they are shooting 39.8% from the field. That is currently would be the worst since the 1957-58 season. He also noted the they are averaging currently 68.4 points per game. That would be the worst uh, in the shot clock era as well. So it it's very easy to say <laughs> we, that we this happens every year, blah, blah, blah. But this is a, a little bit more noticeable of the struggles and the problems that we are facing. <laughs> It's December 15th, and I would say that there's a realistic chance that we don't break 80 points this season. It's bad. It's really bad. I tweeted that we were playing some 1950s-type basketball. Replace the other word for butt. Replace the other word for butt, (laughs) where type is. But we're playing some 1950s-type basketball, and I was mostly joking. And honestly... With that stat that you just said, I'm not far off. Except the ball moves better in the 50s. You're not wrong. Um, Go forward, help us, please. And then a friend of the show, Turner, tweeted something I think he heard me say during the game. (laughs) um, It's like, I feel like the the shooting struggles are making us hesitant to shoot. And the one thing that doesn't improve shooting is not shooting. Yeah. Oh, yes. I did see him tweet that. Yeah. Like, said, I, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? <laughs> you miss. Everyone's <laughs> like, missing. Everyone is Every missing. Every single person on this team is missing. You might as well just let it fly. Like we're we're getting open looks, and we are dribbling into a worse situation. It's it's just 
very, very frustrating. On defense, we look fine. I feel like we're playing good enough defense to win a lot of games. I think that there are times where we have guys fall asleep on defense at concerning times or we miss a lot of rotations. But by and large, I would agree we're doing okay on defense. Except, I mean, three-point defense still is just god-awful. I mean, they were butt-naked, as they butt say, naked. three-point line, and hit 14 of them. And we didn't, do, we didn't make virtually any adjustments to stop that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is, is every episode just going to be like Colby or one of us complaining about Christian Keeling? Cause it's, no, it's I decided not to say anything because I'm over it. Like... I've come to the conclusion that he's just going to be – he's just not there. I just don't get why we still give him so many chances. He must be great in practice. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to be because I don't, I don't understand how he keeps getting the minutes that he does. I don't I, – friends, listeners, we are – I don't know where to go. I think the panic button got pushed tonight. I mean, it's I don't like panic. I I I don't know what it maybe panic because we we literally can't find out what this team is because every time we think we we're gonna be at full strength, someone else gets hurt. Like I, if I'm that might be the panic button is that we'll. We might never see the full potential potential of this team. <laughs> I think that's worth panicking about. I feel like these time, like those times where we're like, "Oh, this happens every year. We'll we'll figure it out." Like you could point to what's wrong. Like I feel like a lot of the times you're like, "Oh, somebody's injured." Um, you know, the defense isn't really clicking. We're not running the the break well. Like our shots just aren't falling. Like this team. Everything is going wrong. It feels like this team doesn't have an identity. We can't figure out if we're an inside-out team or a freaking you know, we're all Fletcher McGee out here. Like you know, we can't figure it out. The one big problem at the end of the game, the other team has more points on the scoreboard. Ball in basket, please. I beg of you. It's just that simple. I mean, that's the biggest problem. We can't shoot. I don't know how to fix can't shoot. But it's so – it's not even just shooting. It's like – it's layups. Like, we can't even convert layups. It's just bad. It's bad. So, Carolina is about to go on a road trip. Uh, two games on the West Coast, one in Spokane, Washington, one in maybe Death. <laughs> it's a UCLA game in Vegas. It yes. is in Vegas. Yeah, it's in Vegas. The CBS Sports Classic. So, I mean, I'm not looking forward to these games. No. And then virtually after that, we'll be in ACC play, if I'm not mistaken. Like, we'll have yeah, the Yale we'll play. Game, yeah, we but have Yale. Right after that, Georgia Tech. Yep. And that's where the real fun begins. I think John Rothstein tweeted that we're in officially in crisis mode. We just need to go 19 and 1 in ACC play and everything will be fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> that happens all the time. That is a that's just a dime a dozen. That's a given. 
if we beat Clemson at home again this year, dude, it would be <laughs> so funny. I would feel so bad for those people. Remember that? Remember that one time we were joking about like, would we trade the the streak uh, for beating Clemson in football? Well, just how life just kind of goes screw you sometimes. I think both might happen this year, <laughs> and we don't get anything out of it. You ask for something and you lose everything. <laughs> oh, I hate everything. Oh, God. Isn't this fun, y'all? This is I mean, fun. So Adam asked me today, like, what? where do you go from here? And my answer was, you try to get Cole and Armando to the NBA. Yeah. Let's get, just let Cole just do whatever. And that's the other thing is, like, where, like, it says Cole's out indefinitely. I, it depends on whether it's like our definition of indefinitely or Duke's, Duke's definition, definition of indefinitely. indefinitely. Like, I just don't know. I mean, the big thing was he wasn't on crutches and he was walking around. So I don't think it can be too, too serious, but it might be a, a several weeks. I wonder if he would have gone today if it was a ACC game. I mean, he definitely probably isn't playing against Gonzaga, which that – I mean, if he's not playing against Gonzaga... We're screwed. Uh, We're screwed. <laughs> We're so screwed. How did we beat Oregon? How? <laughs> I don't understand. At least everybody's bad, though. Again, Ohio State lost today to Minnesota by double digits. They said um, eight AP top five teams have lost to an unranked team this year. Uh, last year, it happened six times all year. Chaos. So, <laughs> everybody company, is getting right. Everyone's <laughs> getting sent to the shadow realm this year. Only thing I can hope yeah. is that Wofford is just as on fire against Duke. But yeah, we all know that Duke's probably going to flame him. We are all terriers now. Anyway, that's but all. Still, I have to it was say a about. really cool experience being able to witness a, a men's game in Carmichael and. I really like the video that they had at the beginning, just showing a lot of the history, a lot of the things that happened in Carmichael. I mean, Carolina basketball, though, is what it is because of some of the things that happened in Carmichael Auditorium, as it was named originally. And so the best we can do is just continue to hope, continue to be behind the team, and continue to look forward to the future. And just looking like next year, like, you figure Cole's going, obviously. Cole's gone. Um, Armando, potentially. Um, I wouldn't put my money on that, but it, it could happen. Anything can happen. Um, you know, you're getting two solid centers, a five, two five-star centers. You know, you're getting Walker Kessler. You're getting Dayron Sharp. Um, you're getting... A scoring guard, because if you're 5'10 and you're getting D1 offers, you better freaking score well. And so <laughs> RJ Davis is, you know, someone who we could, you know, get next year. Caleb Love is obviously a top 25 um, kind of guy. So it's like there is promise going forward. It's not like the whole program is doom and gloom, but it is really disappointing that you get someone high profile like a Cole Anthony and – Quite frankly, his talent is being wasted, and I, that sucks to say, but it is. 
And that doesn't really reflect very well upon us. Like you get this high profile one and done, the kid of an NBA star, and we're sucking it up. So lot not not very many good things that I can say about this season. Is the program like going down the drain and is it fire Roy time? Like no. If you're saying that kind of stuff, like shut fire up. Fire Roy. And, 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 and Come on, go, we're civil here. And go and go back into whatever hole you crawled out of, but it's, but it's just. It's but it is possible to love this team and criticize it at the same yeah, time, right? And that's the part where I get annoyed because it's like there are people that are on my Twitter feed that like at any hint of criticism towards this team, it's like, you're wow, you're a, you, you're not you a, fan, a fan, you're a hater. My plan. So I apparently forward. am not on. I'm God. not in deep Carolina Twitter, so I don't know what that's like. I'm just chilling. <laughs> Colby, teach me how to be apathetic. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Just teach me the apathy. My I plan. Teach you my Padawan. My plan going forward: Fire Roy, ISO Robbie O'Han. Robbie O'Han flourish season. Let's do it. All right. Uh, TJ Watt just punched Josh Allen in the junk. Let's so, go. What? <laughs> Trying to punch the ball Breaking out news. missed. Uh, <laughs> uh, Maverick, you said you wanted to do a Star Wars thing. Yes. And then we'll, well get out of here. Just kind of have a little discussion. I mean, this week, uh, beginning Thursday night, but officially on Friday the 20th, we will have uh, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker in theaters. I'm assuming everybody in this pod's going. Yes. Uh, now, yes. on Thursday night or Friday night? Friday I'm morning. I'm going at 6 o'clock on Thursday. Thursday. Night. I have a like a basically a midnight showing on Thursday night. But I just wanted to get like a little discussion about it and such set up the movie because I'm assuming we'll be probably set, sending out a review podcast in the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, just going over our thoughts on the film, recapping just the whole saga and such. Um but I have two ways of potentially like little games or such. We could also involve the guests and the, the audience with it. Would y'all y'all like to like to be more speculative or kind of be more open ended? Uh, I don't know what what does open ended mean. Give me an example of by open ended. I'm gonna, I would example. allow y'all to give your own stuff, or I already have a little kind of talking points rather. Sure, let's do the guided one. Okay. <laughs> so basically, I have a couple of things, and you can go into it a little bit. Uh, you can give a little reasoning, or you can just, I think, really just a yes or no. Just some of the ideas floating around. They're not really, uh, I'd say, purely speculation, purely like uh, wishes for the movie. Um, and what we can do is track everybody's responses. Um, we can, uh, just for the sake of time, we could do five. I put I took down nine, uh, just brainstorming. We could do five, and then maybe everyone give their own like one thing that they really want to see in the movie. How's that sound? Yes, sure. I will good. also say though, I have not put a ton of thought into this movie because I'm just I'm just gonna let the movie happen as the movie happens, and then just leave it at that. So I might some of these might be off the cuff. We'll see. 
yeah, yeah. that's totally fine. And that's what I was saying. I, I know that y'all, a lot of y'all weren't looking into a lot of the, the TV spots or reading much into the theories and such. So that's why I was exercising a little caution is what, how you wanted to go about these. But like I said, I think many of these are just general ideas. I think there ha- there's absolutely no substantiation to those being in the movie, but are things that could logically be put in with the right kind of storytelling. But so, also, there are real leaks out there. So beware. Do not go to Reddit because the movie has leaked <laughs> because John Boyega left his script in his room and a housekeeper took it and tried to put it on eBay. But so, there's also like wow. legit like end of the movie, like the entire movie is out there. So be careful, friends. Not to mention that the premiere tomorrow. Yes. Mutes. Get your mutes ready. So let's see. Like I said, I'll take down everybody's answers and we'll see who kind of gets the most right out of all of these. Yeah, so, sure. Let's see. Number one, it's a it's a pretty simple one, uh, and for a lot of the stands out there, Ray and Kylo will kiss. Yes or no? Kiss. Oh, that's juicy. <laughs> Aaron, are you, are you freaking drunk today, dude? <laughs> kiss is interesting because I I do think that a version of Raylo will happen. Whether or not they kiss feels, hmm. I'm gonna go with no. I think that's too easy. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say they're not going to. My gut says yes. <laughs> I will go I with yes. I, I feel like I feel like that happens in like a comic after the movie. I don't think that that happens in this movie. Like I said, I think like I said, I, and uh, it could easily go one way or another. Like it could easily happen. I think I think it easily could not happen. Just depending on, and we'll, we'll see what JJ's true vision was once we see the movie. Let's see. Let's go to another one. Uh, let's see. I get another easy one. I would say Kylo Ren will turn back to the light. I yeah, I think that'll happen. I think it will. I think it will not, and I hope it doesn't. I think he will, but very briefly, and then go back to darkness. Well, I guess it depends what you define as going back to the light. Yeah, now that now that I think about it, hmm. I think that's more yeah, of a go, gray area. Go back to the light is an interesting way to phrase that, where because I feel like the direction of the series is trying to get away from a binary of light and dark yeah so i'm gonna take the weird complicated no (laughs) question mark i feel like he deserves a uh, i think he's gonna die and i think he deserves a tragic death and a tragic death means that in all likelihood we sympathize with him but he does not turn to the light interesting Okay. Okay. Alrighty. David, did you give one? Um, I, I, I just, I think J, I think JJ is going to play it safe. So I'm going to say yes, that he's going to, he's going to go back to the light or he's going to, uh, accept the light side. And it is, but quote it is important to note that, uh, Adam driver was interviewed all the way back in 2015 saying that he knows the end. He knew the ending for Kylo has been, set 
At least that's one of the few things that has been set even from the events of episode seven. See Game of Thrones, how you tell your lead actor what's going to happen towards the end of whatever you're doing, and then they can craft their performance towards that. I wonder how you can do that with an actor <laughs> anyway. Okay, right. this is a complete sidebar real quick. Season eight. <laughs> this is a complete sidebar. I'm sorry to derail this for a second, Maverick, but I realized on Friday, oh, I, and I just did. thought about it again. Uh, true or false, Adam Driver's voice is Nick Cage's yelling voice, but at all volumes. <laughs> true. That's funny. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Let's see. Hayden Christensen, otherwise the actor that plays Anakin Skywalker in the prequels, will appear in this movie, yes or no? Are we going to get Force Ghost Anakin? That's hard. It's what you're asking. Yeah, I think so. I think we're going to get like a, a whole big... Like I said, he, might, he doesn't even have to speak. He will appear. I think with this, with the messaging they're going with this movie, I think we're going to get a whole bunch of Force Ghosts. And I feel like you can't tell this story without having the Anakin Force Ghost there. So, yeah, we're going to episode six. What they're going to do, actually, is they're going to put in a random person. No one knows what it is. And then 15 years later, they're going to re-release the movie and it's going to be Anakin <laughs> <laughs> exactly. in his face. I think yes. Uh, I think so as well. Um, I'm also interested to see how this whole Palpatine thing works out. Like, if that's like a real thing or if that's like a subversion kind of thing. Yeah, no, I think that's a really interesting plot point. I mean, I think it do, it's it's only right, though, especially for a saga like this. Especially if es- executed right. I mean, the Emperor truly has been the evil person all, be- all along in every single trilogy. And I think it would be very poetic for him to be the final enemy. All right. I could already see the message boards being like, Oh, that's a cop out. Yeah. I, I can easily see that too. But at, at like same time, if they can explain it right. And if they can execute it right, it can at least be something to be like, you know what? That actually does make sense. I hope so. I'm, I'm, I am cautiously, optimistic that they can do something with this all right we'll do a couple more and then like i said uh, we'll do two more and then we'll let you we'll all do like our own little bold pick of our own uh, my ne- next one someone other than ray or kylo will be seen wielding a lightsaber yeah my money's on poe yes I will say yes as well to that one. And then, let's see. And the last one, uh, someone other than Ray and Kylo will off the Emperor. Ooh. I don't know, because... Hmm. I... I don't know where to land on that one. I feel like it would have to deal with like the flow of the story, you know. I I can't I can't in my head track where the Emperor's demise comes in. Which I mean, it's Star Wars. 
the emperor is going to die or be defeated somehow. I just can't picture how it will happen. I don't know. Can't see the vision, bro. <laughs> Aaron? I don't know. I didn't even know that the Emperor was in this movie until we said this question. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to go with no. David? <laughs> uh, I think... It's tough, because it's like, I don't know, because can you do Kylo twice? Because, you know, Kylo already off Snoke. It would be kind of iffy if he also off the Emperor, unless you, unless that becomes like the grand scheme. And now I'm getting too convoluted. Um, I'm gonna say it's gonna still either be Kylo or Rey. I don't think it's gonna be anybody like um, Finn, unless they're like really focusing on like trying to <laughs> reamp his character after the last movie. They make it Rose, and then all the Star Wars bros oh, go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Colby, you don't understand. Yeah, you do understand. That's why you said it. You understand <laughs> how hectic that would make the internet. That was five. And then, uh, like I said, from here, we can do basically uh, your own sort of – what's a – you can either do use it as a bold prediction of your own that you would really like to see or, or just something in general that you if you if this happens in the movie, you're gonna really enjoy it. I My have bold one. Pred- okay, go for it. Um sorry for interrupting you, Colby. Uh mine is kind of off the wall because as I've said, I know next to nothing about what is going to happen in this movie. But I will Flip out if the movie ends with an Ewok party scene, like from episode six, but with baby, Yoda. but but with baby Yodas. Yup, nope, but baby Yoda. Stop. Yes. <laughs> Stop. Um, I I just really like ever like ever since the promotional material for the um for episode seven came out, I've been really interested in the Knights of Ren. But I think it's like too late to give them like any kind of meaningful story arc. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's. Do you a think r- I just forgot about them because I feel like they were big in a couple of the flashbacks in Episode Seven, and we yeah. haven't seen them revisited since. They were they huge. Ryan Johnson was interviewed to say he didn't want to put the move in the movie because he would have put them in the place of Snoke's uh, Praetorian guards, and he's like, I didn't. If there is a story for him, I didn't want it to be that short. Yeah, I appreciate that, but I feel like we should get more, a little bit more than what we've gotten so far with yeah, them. No, I, it is being explored a lot in the comics right now. Um, so there's actually a story out right now where, like, Luke, when Kylo was training with Luke, they were they're actually a group not formed by Kylo Ren. They were actually a pre-existing group, and they actually mm-hmm. they attack. Uh, Luke's Academy and Luke fights him off. Yeah, I, they've been um, there have been, I think, a bunch of comics about them. Um, if you want supplemental reading material, I'm busy reading other things, but that material is out there. I wouldn't be surprised you're saving them for like a show on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that makes sense at this point. 
my prediction is that people are going to like this movie. I think that hot take it's alert to be popular. <laughs> That's a hot take. Apparently, I think um, I think we're going to get like a, a end game here. Maverick. And I, I'm, go- I'm swinging for the fences here in terms of boldness. I don't think Ray makes it through the movie. Oh, that's really bold, and I don't think that's going to happen. And Kylo ultimately does turn to the light, and and sad, but moving at the same time. I know it's bold. That's really heavy for Star Wars. Yep, <laughs> that's bold. I'll give you that. <laughs> anyway, Aaron, I have one question for you, and then we'll leave. Yes. Why do Browns fans want Mike McCarthy? He's better than Freddie Kitchens. God. All right. Well, mediocrity. <laughs> we got it. Mediocrity is a step up from Freddie Kitchens. Mediocrity Everybody. is the worst place to be. Ask the Hornets. <laughs> Ask any Charlotte sports fan. Okay. Let's get out of here. But well, otherwise, feel you. free to respond uh, when we put the pot out to your answers to the questions. Like I said, I'll tabulate it all. And then when we during the review pod, I'll give who got the closest scores or who got the closest right. Yeah. Can we run a poll on whether Yubnub would be best with Ewoks, Baby Yodas, or uh, Jar Jar? Unpopular no. opinion, the special edition uh, in music is better than Yubnub. That's another unpopular opinion. All right. Give us it's time. the original yeah. cut of the original trilogy. Oh, my God. If you want to find us, you can do that at tinyyearold.com. If you've made Varsity, uh, give us five-star rating interview on iTunes. Anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via Twitter at NeverMadePod. And that's also where you can send all of your Star Wars hot takes. Um, except if they're bad, I'm not going to respond. <laughs> give us the Snyder um, cut. Jesus. <laughs> no, don't encourage them. <laughs> Bye. Bye. (laughs) Snyder Cut. May the force be with you, always. And also with you.